Three HL on 104.5 The Zone, locked and loaded for the final week of 2021. Alongside Ron Slay, our producer Joe Hunk, I am Will Bowling, sitting in for the mayor and for Don Davenport Monday through Wednesday. The Titans get zero help from the Arizona Cardinals. Bowl games are being canceled all around college football and Nashville's college football team is in the 615. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Slay, good to see you. I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm great. Fresh off the holidays. Huh? Hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Only one way. Only one way to come in with Starting you, at four. <laughs> yeah. From Nashville, hey, Tennessee. Know, it's like, yeah, it's like running out the starting line. Number you know 35. Run Slay. Leave them in the building. You know, you dap them up, man. Tell the people what's up, what's happening. Let's get that. Only they way rolling. this thing could be better is if we had the Chicago Bulls announcer doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the only way. Yeah, man. You know. Hey, man. Good holidays. Very good. Good, good, good Christmas. Relaxing. Some good bourbon. Watching kids open gifts, spending spending time with loved ones. I can't ask for. And the Titans got a victory, sending us into the weekend. So I mean, hey, it couldn't it couldn't get more better than that for me. I hope sure. you and your family had a great Christmas weekend as well. The right. new year is upon us. Resolutions for many, not for Bill Belichick. We'll get to that later on in the show as well, mm-hmm. as we get you ready for the Titans and Dolphins, who we will get an in depth scouting report on tonight on Monday Night Football. Uh, and we will also talk with Mike Keith about those Dolphins coming up at 4 o'clock today. Chris Lowe of ESPN talks with us at 5.20 today as we get into the headlines across college football. Bowl games being canceled left and right. Uh, and still, I think there are a lot of Tennessee fans in this city that are still angry they didn't get a chance to watch their basketball team play in Bridgestone Arena that are doing all the lucky rain dances and... Things that you do for good luck to make sure that the Music City Bowl actually gets played on. Time. Yeah, you're exactly right. That's exactly where we are. Listen, we missed it. Y'all got us once. Do not. <laughs> I repeat, do not get us again. Nope. Boss fan is written. Re- we ready, man. We ready. We ready. We ready to storm Bridgestone. But now, I guess that wasn't going to be enough. So now we got to triple up the attendance and just fall off in a Nissan with it. That's cool. We ain't mad. It's going to be a good day uh, in Thurs- on Thursday here, mm-hmm. uh, kind of looking at the weather forecast like we were earlier. High of 69 degrees. I'm still a little bit jarred by walking outside this time of year with like a short sleeve collared shirt on. <laughs> no. You, listen, in Nashville, nowadays, probably the last three or four years, you got to kind of be a chameleon with the weather, Will. You do. Yeah, man, because, you, you listen, you walk out there, you put on your overcoat, you know what I mean, your scully on, your scarf and everything, your gloves, and you look like a fool when you walk out there because <laughs> people are jogging up and down the block. How many people got a ton of sweatshirts and jackets yeah. for Christmas, and we can't wear them for like another two weeks? Yeah, you just I have hold a, a legit Atlanta Braves World Series Ooh. champion sweatshirt. I can't wear it probably until like like next Wednesday. Yeah, you got to hold on to it, man. Hold on. But guess uh, what? When it comes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, We're going to play with you. We're going to be mad at ourselves forever wishing for colder weather when it actually does happen. (laughs) I know. And I'm going to be the first one to complain about it. Yeah. Whenever it gets below 50 degrees, which is when I start complaining about the weather. But this is where I was going to start today because I got like this cool jacket. Mm. It's like three pieces to it and like zips into the bigger part. Yeah, and I'll, I I put it on inside, and I was sweating within a minute. So oh, my well. biggest complaint it, it didn't it didn't ruin my Christmas to be dramatic, but yeah. it, it made my Christmas 
Um, it, it, it didn't quite feel the same. So you want you really want to know what from the people what, what was your Christmas gift? Like what, what was your Christmas gift? That's that's what you want to know. Mine, I'm gonna tell you right now. Mine was the Titans women. I'm gonna be real. Like okay. I You're went money line. I went money line twice, <laughs> and then, and then I took the points. Like I mean, dude. Rack me up. Rack me up. And Slade knows because I'm sending the picture. My Christmas present was AJ scoring that touchdown. Because that hit my parlay that I had that that helped me basically just pay for all my Christmas presents Mm -hmm. with one pick. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm with you on it. But my my Christmas present, my my dad actually bought me because everybody knows how much I drive a year's supply of Audible books. Which sounds oh, wow. so dumb to anybody yeah, else except for me no. that don't know me. <laughs> they know Hulk. Well, you that drive like more than anybody gift. in America as I well. Do. So. I do. And I read and what don't watch documentaries. I, yeah. they're, they're on in my car you at listen the same time. To I listen you tell it on yourself. to documentaries. We've got a lot of police officers that listen to this show while they drive around. I know. Yeah. We do not need to give your license plate out no. for them to be watching you. By the end of the freeway. year, I would, I've, already, well, I've already read 45 books. Just, just by driving back and forth to Nashville. I'm year. no math major, but that's close to one a week. That is very close to one a kinda week. Kind of stresses me out yes. thinking about it. Damn. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. I love you, huh? Good luck. Yep. Do, it, do it for I, me, too. I, I, I will. I'm, look, I'm all about some reading. Yeah. Me, I'm trying to get Slay to read that, that Scotty Pippen book so yeah. him and I can talk about it. It's sitting in my back seat. 615-737-1045 is our number. If you want to jump in on the Marks Payne Real Estate Hotline throughout the show, Lots of Titans to discuss. The headlines coming out of NFL Week 16 as we will kind of hit the highlights of where the Titans got help or where they did not have help. Uh, as well as, look, final week of the year. Uh, you, you got your Christmas presents. Today is either National Gift Card Day or National I Got the Wrong Size Day. Yeah, take back day. Maybe, the, are, <laughs> maybe those two are similar. Like that, That's always really nice when you got a gift card to a place where you also like got a gift that you need to return. Yeah. It, you you kind of kill two birds with one stone. This is the heady play that many of us are having right now, is the fact that, hey, I'm going to swap out this large for a medium, and, oh, wait, there's something on my Christmas list I didn't get from Santa Claus. Right. So let me go pick this up right now, and we're going to be good, and we're going to kill two birds with one stone. Those are, the, <laughs> those are the mental gymnastics many of us are doing right now. Yes, I'm telling on myself as a Brentwood native now. This is a very Brentwood statement that I'm making. Yes, it is. But... It is a good day to have a gift card and maybe just go swap something out. Well, it's not bad. I wanted to wear my new jacket today. If you can't tell that I'm kind of ticked off about it. You should have just put it on, Will. I almost did. <laughs> just, just I really wore, almost did. I would have walked it. in here with like a full parka on. It's supposed to, I, I literally looked at the rain forecast like three times. I was like, is it going to? Look, is it going to rain? Can I can I control it? the climate in the studio. If you want it to be freezing <laughs> well, cold on Wednesday, we that's can true. Set and Dawn's not here because she's probably I, the one that would would be the angriest about it. I love it, it like this. It feels good. It feels like the AC is on. I love it like this. I like, do too. You can make it cooler for me. Like, I freeze me out. <laughs> freeze me out. Everybody knows that. There's, there's been to my my homes or anything or anywhere in while I was in college. The air is on sixty. It does not move. Sixty. Does not move. 60? Yeah, freeze. <laughs> Are you kidding but, me? Man, the first I didn't thing know you this about do, you. Man, listen, when you walk in my house, it's a, right there by the closet. Open it up. It's plenty of blankets. Grab one because you're going to need it. You're going to need it. I ain't playing. Most people take their shoes off. Like sometimes they walk in a, <laughs> yeah. there, you just pick up a blanket. All right, there's your, yeah. you. You need okay. to get people like different Snuggies to have. 
So just walk around in a snuggie. Yeah, that's too expensive. I ain't got it. <laughs> it. What are we? I ain't got it. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. If you want to jump in on the show today, no, I I thought I was bad for keeping mine at about sixty seven year round. Man, and in the summer you pay a lot more, but this time of year, that electric bill comes in. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm good, man. I'm not listening. I'm telling you. 60 degrees, though. As, as Ramon, he's in the chat right now. Like, Dude, when we were in college, well, <laughs> I say when wild. we were in college, but when he was in college and I was coming back there, dude, you walk in there, it's going to be freezing, especially when it's time to go to sleep. <laughs> it's time to go in hibernation mode. Did you just, like, pour some water down the steps and just get an inner tube so that you have, like, a slide or something? Like, <laughs> no, no, I just got to be freezing, dog. I, mean, I can't sleep when it's hot. You can't even breathe when it's hot. Oh, now, I, look, I have three fans in my room. Like, yeah, I'm not, not going to argue about that part, but, I mean, uh, 60? Oh, that's man. legit. 60 I mean, is, that, that's that's a whole nother level. So, speaking of cold, <laughs> what, was, what, 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 what we think is going to happen for this Titans game? Oh, let's talk about so that. So, Sunday, against the Miami Dolphins, uh, at Jay Wyatt Sports on Twitter is the one who's breaking weather news now. Yeah. 38 degrees and partly, uh, or a 30% chance of snow on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. Warm weather team and a Hawaiian quarterback coming to town in the words of Penny Hardaway, we want all the snow. <laughs> Not we want all the smoke. We want all the snow. But we'll show up. It won't happen. It won't no, happen. and that's what makes me excited now because because one of my gifts from my wife was a, a weekend trip up here and we had some stuff scheduled. And if I could get her the tickets to the game, that she but she hates snow. She hates snow. She does not want to stay outside in the snow. And I, that's part of her trip. I feel like the snow game on TV is kind of overrated. And I know I'm in the minority on this. Yeah. But when watching the Bears and Seahawks yesterday and all the snow that they had and a great win for the Bears coming back in that game with the two point conversion away. I hated it. I hated it. Messed up my parcel. Did it really? Yes. Condolences. Don't. Um you kind of enjoy watching a snow game within the first ten or so minutes. And then after that I just want to watch football. Like, I don't really care. Want them to take the elements back out yeah, of Yeah, no, I was just like, okay, well, now we have this. Now let's just go in the settings and turn it off, and let's actually play a real football game. Like, you can't see the numbers on the field. No. You can't. Like, it's just not It's not a good product. But you, you had to love when, um, what's our, what's our guy named? Um, LaShawn McCoy, when he played for Buffalo in that snow game. Oh, that, yeah, that was fun. That was, see, that was now, see there, there are some, though, when it's, like a, when it's a full-out blizzard. There was a Division Three National Championship game like three or four years ago, where there was a foot of snow and it was an all-out blizzard. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's either got to be there is zero, like, there's just flurries and nothing sticking, or, like, this is a spectacle. Yeah. If it if it's fully extreme, I love it. If it's just kind of, like, enough to make it white and you can't see the numbers, I don't really care. What yeah. was it, CBS, that went to the, started adding the black numbers onto yes. the screen so that you could see? Smart. Like that was, that was one way to to counter that. What's unique is, is that it automatically, my mind starts to think of this is just going to be triple option football for like the rest of the time. And then Mm -hmm. you see teams throwing it around. You're like, wait, y'all can do that in the snow? Like I didn't expect you to be able to do that. You watch the show on 104.5 The Zone TV, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Deborah on YouTube says freezing rain worse than snow. Yeah. Some bad Titans memories of freezing rain. Uh, I think of. The Patriots fifty nine nothing game. When I think of snow and Titans games, yeah, that was that was over quick. It's not great. Uh, coming up though, Slay, we take a look back at Thursday night football and one guy in particular who I do not think is getting enough praise. Mm-hmm. How you build on a breakout performance? We're gonna go inside the mind of an athlete in Ron Slay 
and apply this to the Titans in a guy on Thursday who I think had a pretty big breakout performance. How do you build off of that moving yeah. forward the rest of this season? 615-737-1045, our number. Will Bowling, Ron Slay with you. It's 3HL and it's 104.5 The Zone. Three HL on 104.5 The Zone. Some breaking Titans news here at the beginning of the show. The Titans have placed Julio Jones, Bud Dupree, Buster Screen, and Nick Westbrook Akina on the COVID list. Activated Roger Saffold and Elijah Molded from the COVID list. Will Bowling alongside Ron Slay here on today's show. Slay, it's not great, but it is the world of the NFL that we are living in right now. Hey man, I tell you what, it's the world that all sports are living in. That's and it, correct. And, and and what's crazy is you got this getting ready to go into this stretch of teams jockeying for position to get into the playoffs. And not only is that it, like you don't know whoever. At least they they haven't done the contact tracing thing, right? Because you know, I mean, right. at least it's testing to see who's positive, and then you get the two tests. Negative test, you can get back in there. But, man, that's a blow to the Titans, man. That's that right there. Those are some key guys, guys that are getting their feet back wet, like Bud Dupree coming coming back into the game, and he's starting to get his legs on them. We saw that. And then you got Elijah Molden, who can come back, but Julio, who, if you're talking about a decoy, yeah, he's one hell of a decoy. He's a very good decoy. Like, yeah, I dare – I dare you not to pay attention to him as a decoy. Now, whenever Ryan gets ready, hit him, and we'll see. But Buster Screen's a guy who's really been playing well. You know what I'm saying? And then Nick Westbrook Aquino, you talked about that um, off air. Like, dude, that's an important factor on this team. Like, that number three, he is a really good number three for us. He is what we wish we had in Josh Reynolds when he was here. He has developed into that, and you can be counted on especially when you got AJ and Julio out there. So what you got to be leery of is they're not doing the contact tracing, but you know people are in contact. When you're talking about two wide receivers in the wide receiver room mm-hmm. and AJ just now coming back. The biggest concern I have about this <laughs> like, is how does it affect AJ Brown? Yeah. I mean, we got to wait. We got to just hold a breath. Keep your fingers crossed. Say a little prayer. Keep your powder dry. Yeah, keep there you go. Good job. <laughs> Coach Mack reference right there. So. Yeah, man. Dang. Uh, Titans also have signed a pair of uh, players to their practice squad. Or they released Nate Brooks from their practice squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have signed offensive linemen, and I'm definitely going to butcher this last name. Uh-oh. Hunk, got anything? <laughs> uh, Ogboehe. Ogboehe. Cedric Ogboehe, offensive lineman. Yeah, that's my uh, boy. To the practice squad. They also placed Caleb Farley from... Reserve COVID-19, uh, placed on the COVID-19 list from injured reserve. Now, y'all know how much of a fan I am of Caleb Farley. Yep. Caleb, what you doing with the COVID? Mm-hmm. Caleb, you got to listen, brother. You got to go sit down and relax. You know what I mean? Like, get you a little seat, man, and stay, you know what I mean? Six seat. He's social distances all times. Yeah, right. Until we get you back healthy, brother. Right. You know, just just stay safe, stay safe, man. So here's here the COVID-19 list at the moment, then. Kendall Lamb, Caleb Farley, Nate Davis, Taylor Lewan, Nick Westbrook Akina, Bud Dupree, Buster Screen, and Julio Jones. That is, at the moment, your COVID-19 list for the Titans with Molden and Saffold 
coming off the list. The the thing you got to look at though, Will, everybody's dealing with it. They are. I mean, that's so I, like we don't know. Miami plays tonight. We don't know what could take place at after this game is over. Who the Saints or or, or, or Miami like the contact? What happens? And then they got to come up here and play. They could be missing half of their team. So, whew. I think the <laughs> Man, the only thing we definitely know at this point is that the COVID list will not look identical to what it looks like right now yeah. when the Titans play the Dolphins on Sunday in Nissan Stadium. Yeah. Players that yeah. are on the list right now will definitely be off it mm-hmm. by Sunday. And players that are currently active will most likely be on the COVID-19 list by Sunday. Yeah. It's just a fact of the matter of where you are. And, and that kind of transitions us into the conversation we're going to have here, Slay, is that creating competitive depth right now is more important than it has ever been in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. It's also harder than it's ever been in the National Football League, considering where the salary cap went from 2020 to 2021. It creates more of an emphasis on your rookies, your cheaper contract guys who you weren't relying a whole lot on at the beginning of the season to be players, to be Mm -hmm. dudes. Mm-hmm. At this point of the season. Yep. Slay, the guy that surprised me the most on Thursday night, we know what we're getting from A.J. Brown at this point. Yeah. We know what we're getting from Amani Hooker and some of these defensive backs who have stepped up into bigger roles. Mm-hmm. Dylan Radins was the biggest win for the Titans on Thursday. Going up against Nick Bosa, going up against a really good 49ers defensive front, only allowing four pressures and not giving up a single sack. I know yeah. the penalties. I know he had some mental mistakes and wasn't perfect. But a guy starting at left tackle for the first time going up against Nick Bosa and not giving up a sack to Nick Bosa is a major win for the Titans, and they're going to need his depth moving forward. Yeah, ain't no question about it. You always, in any, when you talk about competing and, and trying to get jobs and, and, and pushing each other, that's what you want. And the reason being, you got to have a lot of guys to go in and do the job so your dudes, as Coach Mack called them, can go out and do their thing. So you can't be great if the other guys aren't doing their job. If Raiders isn't blocking the way he was, Tannehill doesn't have the time to throw. We don't get to see A.J. come back and get get acclimated the way he was and then get on a hot streak and we'd be able to ride A.J. off into the sunset. It wouldn't. It just would not happen. But because you got a guy at Raiders who's been – he's the guy, man, that, that keeps on um, looking, at the, <laughs> looking at the other kids' test in class, and then the teacher come by and smack him with the ruler. <laughs> Quit doing that, Dylan. Quit doing that, Dylan. And then all of a sudden, like, there's nobody else in there. You sitting right. in the ISS, you got to take the test by yourself. <laughs> Ain't no other distractions. Are you what you going to do? I never, you never know. You never know, Will. But Dylan had to man up. Like, it was time. Look, Ain't nobody else to send in for you, son. The whole world's watching. Ryan's looking at you. What does he call is based on you, how you can perform. And you didn't even have an opportunity to go with the ones, really. No, no, not at all. So, guess what? We're this deep in the season. It didn't work early, but here you go. What better platform would you love to have than this one right here? And guess what he did? He showed up. Showed up and showed up. And he found out he was starting in a team meeting at 10 a.m. on Thursday, the the morning of the game. Wow. That's what impresses me the most about this performance is – Nationally televised game against a guy with 15 sacks in Nick Bosa. Played pretty well. Titans had 278 yards overall. So there were a lot of 
guys that didn't quite live up to their expectations on an entire offense. The first half for the Titans against the 49ers, it, we'd be talking all about that to this day. Yeah. Over the weekend and, and Friday, of course, as we react to that win, we'd be talking a lot about that first half if they don't come around and the defense throws them a bone early and they pick up seven points to tie that game early. Mm-hmm. We would be destroying the Titans' offense if the Titans' defense didn't give them an opportunity in that second half. So I don't want to give too much praise to a Titans' offense that still has a lot of work to do to get back to the level they were at right. last season, of course, with Arthur Smith, uh, and this season when they still had Derrick Henry. But I think that Dylan Radins at this point, how do you move forward with him? Mm-hmm. What are the next steps? And I wanted mm-hmm. to get inside your head of this as a guy who obviously has played a, a lot of basketball at the, the collegiate level. And, and I wanted to go back to your first big game. Yeah. That first time when coaches are looking at you, players and fans are looking at you saying, hey, you, you kind of surprised us today. Because mm. once you have that first performance, then it gets harder to keep surprising people. Yeah. It gets harder to overperform what the expectations were because your coaches expect that from you mm-hmm. day in and day out. So how hard is that mentally, Slay, to build upon that first big performance? Man, you know what, Will? Now, that's, that's difficult to think of the time, the exact time that it happened. But I will say, man, coming into situ- the situation I had, whether it be pro or um, college, I use college because – that's a good reference for every, a lot of the listeners, and sure. they kind of saw the history of Tennessee. But, man, I went into a group that had depth already. Right. Um, I was challenging for the eighth, ninth spot, and they knew what I could do. But it's you never know until you get on that stage. You get on that stage, and to me, the mental part was as big as the physical part, about me being able to be strong enough, fast enough, all of that – that could come. I, I can get that in the weight room, but the mental part, you can't go get that in the weight room. You can't go get that in the library. You can't even necessarily go get all of that in the film room. It's about experience and how you jump out there and what you're seeing while the game is going on and when your number is called, go out there and build on it. That's where I, I made my money at. You know, um, I, I always felt like in a situation like Raiden's, in his position, man, it's it's only so much they expect of you. So you're working from the ground floor up. Anything you do, you're just building equity into it. And then you get to pull out of it. So building the equity, you look at it and say, man, how can I go in here and make an impact and affect this game? Go in there immediately. Change the pace of the game. Change the tempo. Change the, the, the energy of the game. Whatever it may be, the little things. And I think that's maybe, maybe, that's finally what he figured out. At some point, for all players, professional, amateur um, anything is going to click for you. Now, will it be too late when it clicks or whatever, but the ones that it clicks on time, it's all about timing and it matches up. For Dylan, I think it may have clicked for him, and he had the opportunity to go out and show it. My time at Tennessee, that's exactly – I was behind Isaiah Victor, C.J. Black, Charles Hathaway, um, Vincent Yarbrough. But, boy, when they gave me my time, it wasn't no, it wasn't no coming back out. Like now, <laughs> I'm putting all that pressure on Vrabel. Yeah, Vrabel, you got to figure it out. So to your point, what do we do with them now? Right. You know, now you showed. Now you can handle the, you can handle all the responsibility that we gave you. How do you build on that? And what do we do to put you in position to go out there and impact the game the way you did, even though you're not a starter, even though we may get Southfold back. 
Probably get Lawan back. Quisenberry is over there at right tackle. What do we do? Do we show again that we got faith in you? And then there, then at that point, you got to take it upon yourself. I can't let this team down because guys are looking at it. But that one time, Will, that's all you need to light that spark. And he got that Thursday night. 615-737-1045. What do you do with Dylan Radins moving forward? It's like you talk about building the mental piece and the mental reps that you have to take in order to take that next step as a rookie. That becomes much more difficult when you didn't play football in 2020. Mm-hmm. And that's the situation Raidens came from, obviously not playing for North Dakota State, as most draft-eligible FCS players didn't. Yeah. So it's not a situation where he just didn't want to play. It's right. just FCS moved to spring and it didn't make any sense yeah. for him to play with the draft coming up around that time. It's hard to simulate that kind of of mental preparation and what that looks like without getting the game reps. There you go. Dylan Raines has got to keep playing for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. It, it, this is a guy who who came into this game, didn't have a whole lot of snaps. Uh, he had a grand total of 53 offensive snaps in nine games where he'd played. Mm-hmm. He'd been scratched from the lineup five times. I think at the very least, the days of Dylan Raidens being inactive on game days are over. Yeah, I think so. I think that uh, especially when you got guys like now you ask, what are you going to do with guys like Kendall Lamb? Can't forget about him. Like right. he got called out. Um, but then you got an opportunity. And for me, I'm going to be honest. If it's me, Will, I'm going into every game with this right here playing in my head. Oh. <laughs> Kyle ain't got no roof. You caught me off guard there. <laughs> Kyle ain't got no roof. Welcome to 3HL. We be in the city. <laughs> Dylan Raiders are the women. what you gotta have will you put all the rest of that out the way and your dog's gonna roll with you man can you imagine him out there with the confidence that he just built up on thursday now he going to that lineman meeting room with sappho lawan ben jones and everybody else and you're like hold on wait a minute now this is a different type of guy right here you know what i'm saying you get a different type of responsibility and guess what either you're gonna sink or swim he's swimming with no raft <laughs> no life jacket, no paddle. <laughs> the man out there swimming, man. Hey, he, he played really well. Yes, he did. He played really well. And and I think you can tell when Mike Vrabel kind of lights up a little bit yeah. talking about players and press conferences. Yep. It doesn't happen a whole lot. Yep. And Mike Vrabel loves that line of, I love getting to watch you play. Mm-hmm. He said, I, I loved watching Dylan Radins play on Thursday night. Something he said a couple of times since he talked to the media that first time after Thursday night football I think he's going to continue enjoying watching Dylan Raidens play football. And and Rhett was talking about on on the OTP about how when they were doing their post game and everybody was gone, Dylan Raidens walked to the center of the field and you could just see he was standing on the Titans logo just looking around like, this is legit. Finally. This is legit. My coach in college always told me, said, I can look you in the eye and know if you're ready to go today. Yeah. You either have that look or you don't. And some people don't have it. And they're talented enough where they can overcome that to a certain level, and that's mm-hmm. it. Some guys are fueled by just having that look in their eye. Yeah. And, and you overcome a lot of lack of talent or lack of reach or size or yeah. strength or speed by kind of just having that look. I feel like Mike Vrabel, maybe I'm wrong in this, maybe I'm exaggerating. Mike Vrabel overemphasizes the, the kind of having the look in your eye as much as any coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It, it's the reason to me why Vrabel seems to not get along as well with the 
highly paid superstar coming from a different place, he gets along just as well with the undrafted guy. Yeah. With the guy from an FCS program, with the buster screens of the world, who mm-hmm. he says is, is, is as good a professional as he's ever been around in the National Football League. I feel like that's Mike Vrabel's favorite kind of guy to work with. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I would I would think so. Um, you know, but without... But so you got to remember where he started, too. Yeah. He started in Pittsburgh. That's true. At his straight blue collar, and true. you know. I true. mean, that is... So it's all about, I want the hardworking guy. And I think that's the reason why he looks towards that is because that's where he started. And yeah. that's exactly where I was about to go with it. Like, you got to think... What he's looking at with these guys and what they have, what they're able to f- have to fall back on as a foundation is they failed. They failed. They know what failure looks like. So it's only up from there. Now you have a reference of what it's like to fail and to get that leash pulled and you don't be in the game anymore. Now you got that opportunity to get out there and just roam free. I think that's different, man. And that's why I think you talk about the moment when he goes out there on the field and he's soaking it all up, man, cause he understood. He understood, like, man, week two, week three, like, man, they were looking at me like I was crazy. I started being inactive, and now look at me. Thursday night football with nobody else, nobody else playing, everybody got to look at it. I get to walk through the tunnel, and everybody giving me high fives. They might as well have been, they might as well recreated the gladiator scene when he was walking through the tunnel <laughs> and throwing roses. You know what I'm saying? I know that's how he felt, man. And that, hey, they better figure it out. And that's a great problem to have, especially Right now, especially with the heat that John Robinson was getting. I know he really up there smiling. Like, heck yeah, finally. Good job. You know, and with with the, the stuff they had last year with Panda, like, man, you're able to move on, dog, and you can you can this is how you're able to blanket and band-aid mistakes. When guys a, step up and play like this. I have a friend that's a, a Giants fan. He texted me a report from over the weekend when Isaiah Wilson was activated yeah. to the roster for the for the Giants game over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Said, you know, apparently he's uh, reportedly been losing weight. Hmm. Looks really motivated. Good. Said, oh, I've, I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and earlier in the week, <laughs> earlier in the week, Vrabel was actually asked about because he has so many players coming off the street yeah. about that connection that he has with them, and, and listen to what he said. Well, I mean, I think it helps to have guys that are you know willing and, and hungry. Deontay, Dontrell, and, and Buster were out of work. It's called survival. Yeah. Know, they they they've tasted and and they wanted to to be active. You know, they they didn't have a job. You know, so now that they've got one, they they're not in a real big hurry to give it up. But uh they worked extremely hard. The coach, you know, we can give the coaches credit, but obviously it's on the player to go out there and 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 be able to translate all those meetings and the walkthroughs and the things that we do to get them ready, you know, to translate it to the game. There's Titans head coach Mike Vrabel talking about some of these guys that have worked their way from unsigned to being dudes. Deontay Foreman's a dude. Man, that's it, man. Tell you that. Them people know failure, man. And once you've tasted failure and you get another opportunity, you do not want to go back. Trust and believe, man. When it's that close, Will, that close to being over. And some somewhere, God gives you another opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you walk in that door, man, woo. A person is out there just going through the motion. He don't want no parts of that. I promise you that. Promise you. 615-737-1045, our number. We come back. We continue to react to the big Titans news today. Four players going on the COVID list, two coming off of it. What concerns you the most? Julio Jones, Nick Westbrook, Akina, two wide receivers who might not be available now Mm. on Sunday. We'll continue to react to that when we come back. It's 3HL, and it's 104.5 The Zone.
Three HL on one Oh four five, the zone, the Titans COVID list continues to grow. Julio Jones, Buster screen, Bud Dupree, Nick Westbrook, Akina on the COVID list. Elijah Molden and Roger Saffold coming off of it. Alongside Ron Slay, bowling back with you, Joe Hunk, our producer, where you can join us at 615-737-1045. We'll get Mike Keith's reaction to all the Titans news coming up at about 15 minutes at 4 o'clock as we continue to react along with you to this breaking story over the past couple of minutes. Slay, one story that is not sports-related yet Uh might be sports-related soon. Uh, this coming from the CDC, didn't think I'd be quoting like a an actual news story today. I'm not this important, but we're going to act like we are here for a second. CDC is shortening the period for people who test positive for COVID-19 wow. from 10 days to five days. So obviously there is no minimum requirement now in the NFL. If you test positive, you just have to return two negative tests. Mm-hmm. This could change for all sports. The isolation period coming back from a positive COVID test, even if you're still testing positive, CDC now recommending you can come out of isolation just in the world after five days. So I'm very interested to see how the NFL responds to that. Yeah, and, I, and looking at it, this is going to be a virus um, that we're going to be living with, it seems to be. Like, it was not going anywhere. So it's time for us to evolve. Is what, going on two years now? Like, we got to evolve. Um, with it and protocols got to be put in place not from when it first happened but to now like it got to be up to date so i also saw the nba adopted um the same thing with their coaches and players so looking forward to see what the nfl does going into these last two weeks where it's man i i don't know if it's been this tight i was listening to ramon and he was like man this morning on j martin ramon it was the same thing he said i don't remember it being this tight um, in the last couple of weeks to the end of the season, going into the playoffs about teams jockeying and, and trying to get into the playoffs and then teams being hurt, not only by injuries, but by COVID. Yeah. Like you got guys missing and it's more than just a guy. It's <laughs> numerous. It's every guy. Yeah. It's a <laughs> lot of guys missing. So man, th- th- something that has to be adopted. And, you know, even if you have to not put guys in a bubble, but be a little bit more extreme as far as the testing and things goes, but that's something they got to worry about. I just hope they hurry up and adopt it, whatever it is. 615-737-1045, our number. I feel like the CDC update might be most relevant for college football, considering mm-hmm. how many bowl games have been canceled. And the fact that the college football playoff is open to having teams just given a forfeit yeah, or given a force win to move on in the That's college tough. football playoff with that obviously coming up on New Year's Eve. But college football might have been hit hardest by this over the past few weeks and all the bowl games that have been canceled. Of course, the Arizona Bowl now in jeopardy. Uh, the Sun Bowl or Central Michigan might be moving to the Sun Bowl now. And I saw a tweet about that where the Arizona Bowl would have given them $500,000 mm-hmm. in a bowl payout. The Sun Bowl that they would be moving up to, $4.5 million. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like game-changing yeah. kind yeah. of differences in money for yeah, some of these group of five college football programs. Man, the way these, these colleges and especially these Power Fives are – um, the amenities that they're putting putting in these schools and the complex and the weight rooms and everything you can imagine, man, you need that check. That check comes in handy. Recruiting is right around the corner. Don't forget. And some, and some group of fives aren't going to be group of fives in the next few years. There you go. 
There you go. You know what I'm not as nervous about? I'm not as nervous about Purdue canceling and being like Memphis and canceling day of. Yeah. Because Jeff Brom, their head coach, is the same guy who was once quoted as saying, do I have a pulse? Yes, let's play football. There you go. <laughs> and then you got, like, there's people asking, who, who is this? Mike Nichols on Zone TV um, on the YouTube chat asks, do you know about UT, what they're doing as far as um, testing goes and things for, like that for the Music City Bowl? No, I do not. All we do know is when they arrived, Coach Hypo said, my guys arrived and everyone was negative. So let's roll. So th- that's that's beautiful. Anything else outside of that, have no earthly idea what's going on. But yeah. Just got my fingers crossed, brother. Six two six one five seven three seven one zero four five. Our number. Talking about Dylan Radins, the way that he has played uh, on Thursday, moving forward into Sunday's matchup with the Miami Dolphins. Part of the advantage the Titans have at this point is a getting big news like this earlier in the week, mm-hmm. um, where you can at least adjust. You don't have to throw in a guy at ten a.m. on a team, team meeting on Thursday and say, "Hey, by the way, you're gonna." start against the best edge rusher in the NFL. Now they can at least try to devise some kind of game plan. The other thing we hadn't talked about yet, this probably means we're going to see Golden Tate in the Titans jersey for the first time this weekend. That's one of my biggest takeaways out of this. Are we? I mean, you'd have to, right? I mean, we were down when he was down. It's like, this is going on four weeks, man. I mean, Nick Westbrook, Akina, too, though. Man, man, we might see Hollister again. I think you definitely will. You know what I mean? Like, where is Golden Tate? Can Anthony Ferkser just play receiver? Is there any footage of Golden Tate? <laughs> Does like, he exist? Yeah, like I, like I don't even know. I, I didn't see him sign no paper. Like, is this guy an imaginary person? I've seen more highlights of his JP2 film than I've hey, seen on, man. highlights of him in practice. And that guy ain't going to work. We need, we need the NFL, <laughs> well, the one that was just he, with the Giants. <laughs> we need the one that was with the Giants to come down here. That guy's play. probably healthier. Yeah, like, man, what is going on? <laughs> I take love, that long to learn a playbook. Well, we don't have Buck Rising on the show today, Buck, with a very well-deserved day off. But I, I did love hearing last week. Took a week off and tried not to, you know, be around everything as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Just try to take some time. I did love seeing how much Buck complained about callers asking for Golden Tate. Yeah, I mean, it made me happy. And like, don't he call hasn't this played. show about it, but call that show about yeah, it. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't played. That's only what. Like, what can we? If we don't, we're not getting nothing from Julio. Yeah, I mean, it's a good decoy. Like you said, go put golden in there. You're right. You're right. But him and him and Julio and AJ Brown, but them some decoys right there. AJ have have the all 100. decoy team. Yeah, that, I mean we look good. If you could just put their resumes on the field and oh, just let great. them go, then okay, yeah, great. now that's going to be legit. But them as they are now, yeah, be like kind of like Batman in the third Batman movie where Christian Bale could barely walk around. Yeah. It's kind of like that guy. I want to know, you know what, I want to know from the listeners, though, what is, what is their biggest takeaway? We didn't get to hear about it too much of it Friday, but here it is Monday. You got you got time to rest and think of it. You saw the NFL week, how it shook out, minus the game tonight, which really doesn't, I mean, well, it has a little bit of bearing on it, but not too much. But um, what do they think? Where, where are the Titans headed with them? 615-737-1045. Y'all need to tell us, man. I want to hear, because last week, I was all in. I was a little shaky uh-huh. once the game got there, but after John, Jeffrey Simmons ain't gonna get snubbed every week. <laughs> but true. after he got sub, snubbed on Thursday, I knew like that defense was gonna show up and show out. And I think that's gonna be a catalyst moving forward for this team, as it as it has been all year. Like you don't see a lot of people missing on them, even though Bud and those guys. But the linebacker court getting healthier. But what do the fans think? I know we got Mike Keep coming up, but what do they think? Yeah, about this team and moving forward. Where did it? There's two games left. 
2-0, 1-1, 0-2, what happens? Do you rest guys in the Houston game if you win right. versus the Dolphins? What happens, man? 615-737-1045, our number. Coming up next, though, we chat with voice of the Titans, the Mike Keith. Reset the headlines for the Titans on what has been a very eventful afternoon and look ahead of the Miami Dolphins. 3HL, one hour down and two to go right here on 104.5 The Zone.